Chapter 43, uh, Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, Living in the Years 1807-8. to This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Harvey. Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, Living in the Years 1807-8, to by William Walker, Jr. Chapter 43 William Symington, born in 1763, died March 22, 1831. William Symington, claimant conjointly with Patrick Miller, to the honor of originating the present system of steam navigation, was a native of Lead Hills in the county of Lanark, Scotland. He was originally destined for the church, but an early predilection for mechanical philosophy led him to abandon his theological studies and pursue with ardor those connected with his favorite science. His genius soon attracted the notice and secured the patronage of Gilbert Meason, a gentleman at that time connected with the Wanlock Head Lead Mines. Before completing his twenty-first year, Mr. Symington made several improvements on the steam engine, for which he took out patents, and continued for some time to construct and introduce engines on his principle in various parts of England and Scotland. In the year 1784, the idea first occurred to him that steam might be advantageously employed for the propulsion of carriages, and in 1786 he succeeded in producing a working model of a steam carriage, which he submitted to the inspection of the professors and other scientific gentlemen in Edinburgh. Although the steam carriage afforded proofs of considerable capability, it was never proceeded further with on account of the state of the roads in Scotland at that period, and the difficulty of procuring fuel and water. In the meanwhile, Patrick Miller, a gentleman of property residing on his estate at Dulleswinton, Dumfrieshire, had for some time been engaged in making various experiments for the improvement of naval architecture, and had constructed a double or twin boat with paddle wheels to be moved by manual labor. At this point, Miller was informed by Mr. James Taylor, a tutor in his family, of Symington's model steam carriage, and they both called at Mr. Meason's house in Edinburgh to see it. During the course of conversation with Symington, the practicability of advantageously employing steam for the purposes of navigation was talked about, and it was ultimately arranged that Symington should endeavor to construct a steam engine to be fitted on board Miller's twin boat and capable of moving the paddle wheels. This was accomplished in the autumn of 1788 when a trial was made in the presence of Mr. Miller and various others of so satisfactory a nature that it was immediately determined to commence another experiment upon a larger scale. It may, however, be satisfactory to state here that this, the parent engine of steam navigation, after enduring many vicissitudes, was ultimately rescued from destruction by Mr. Bennett Woodcroft and contributed by him for exhibition in the South Kensington Museum. 
in the month of october seventeen eighty nine a second exemplification of the practicability of steam navigation was afforded by miller and symington on the fourth and clyde inland navigation canal in the presence of many hundreds of spectators the boat proceeding along at a rate of nearly six miles an hour in this instance the machinery was constructed at the Karen works under the direction of symington and placed on board a boat which had been used in miller's previous experiments unfortunately mr miller now withdrew from the concern he had already expended nearly thirty thousand pounds on various experiments and he determined to devote his time to the improvement of the Dalswinton estate. Symington's pecuniary resources were insufficient to enable him unaided to pursue his experiments, and he was compelled to desist and turn his attention to the fulfillment of engagements with the Wanlock Head Company for constructing machinery on a large scale. An interval of ten years thus elapsed, at the end of which time Mr. Symington secured the patronage of Thomas Lord Dundas of Curse, under whose auspices another series of experiments were commenced in January 1801 at the cost of £7,000. But they placed beyond the possibility of doubt the practicability of steam navigation. Symington had availed himself of the improvements made in the steam engine by Watt and others and he now constructed an improved marine engine with boat and paddle wheel after the plan at present adopted this boat called the charlotte dundas was the first practical steamboat and for the novel combination of the parts symington obtained a patent on the fourteenth october eighteen o one the vessel made her first voyage in march eighteen o three on the fourth and clyde canal and proceeded upwards of nineteen miles drawing after her two laden vessels each of seventy tons burden although it blew so strong a gale right ahead that no other vessel in the canal attempted to move to windward during that day there were on board on this occasion lord dundas the honourable captain george dundas r n and archibald spears of eldersley together with several other gentlemen of their acquaintance miller's boat had proved a practical steamboat but in the charlotte dundas symington had the undoubted merit of having combined together for the first time those improvements which constitute the present system of steam navigation although henry bell and fulton the american are both claimants for the above honor their inventions did not appear until some years afterwards fulton establishing his steamboat at new york in eighteen o seven and bell establishing one on the clyde in eighteen eleven undoubted proof also exists that both these gentlemen were well acquainted with the result of miller of dulswinton's experiments the charlotte dundas and must have derived considerable advantage from such knowledge after the successful experiment with the charlotte dundas a proposal was made to the canal proprietors to substitute steam tugs in place of horses but it was rejected on the ground that the undulation created in the water by the paddle wheels might wash away the banks 
Lord Dundas then introduced Symington to the notice of the Duke of Bridgewater, who, although at first averse to the project, ultimately gave Symington an order to build eight boats on his principle. On this, Mr. Symington returned to Scotland full of hopes for the future, but these were suddenly frustrated by the death of the Duke. His resources were now exhausted, and, unable any longer to struggle against his misfortunes, Mr. Symington was obliged, although with great reluctance, to lay up his boat in a creek of the canal near Barnsford Drawbridge, where it remained for many years exposed to the view of the public. Shortly after Bell's steamboat, the Comet, had begun plying upon the Clyde, notice was sent by Symington not only to Bell, but to all other proprietors following his example, that by so doing they were invading his right, and legal advice having been taken, an action for damages was commenced. Before, however, the cause was settled, Mr. Symington's patent expired, and although he had given directions to institute an application to have it renewed, this was most unaccountably neglected to be done, and he saw his hopes expire, being reduced to much and severe distress through want of money, a state in which he continued more or less during the remainder of his life. When, in his last illness, the ruling passion of his life was strongly exhibited, at one time the irregular form of his bedroom occasioned him so much unease that, being slightly delirious, he requested his son to reduce it to a square. While his last act was an imitation of winding up and adjusting a newly invented chronometer, which he had lately completed. Stuart's Anecdotes of the Steam Engine, London, 1829, narrative by R. Bowie, proving W. Symington, the inventor of steam land carriage locomotion and of steam navigation, London, 1833, descriptive catalogue of the Museum of the Commissioners of Patents. End of chapter 43. Recording by Paul Harvey.